Hi there, this is John Frenet, and welcome to an encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. These are best done in person, and with the current state of emergency restrictions, that's just not possible. So we will be re-releasing our past episodes every Saturday at noon until this pandemic is in our collective rearview mirror. Until then, enjoy this encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. Some businesses succeed. Some don't. Then there are those that seem to have been around forever. The true entrepreneurial success story. How did they do it? What was their vision? What makes a success? In this special episode for Ion Annapolis, we speak with the true success stories. Those business owners that have been around for decades. Learn from their successes and failures. Now, here's host John Fernay. I've never been in the back of this store. I'm always in the front store. I'm at Bayridge Wine and Spirits here with the owner, David Marburger, who is generously coming on to our Legacy Business Series to talk about Bayridge Wine, who's been here forever in Annapolis, it seems. <laughs> and welcome and thank you very much. Oh, you're certainly welcome. It's my pleasure. And man, well, Bayridge Wine and Spirits, when, how did it start? Where did, where did we get the start from this? So my father-in-law, Chuck Farrar, uh, bought the business in 1991. It was an existing business, so he didn't start it. Was uh, it in this location? It was actually, when he bought it, yes, it was in the same exact location that we're sitting in now. Previously, it had moved a couple times in this shopping center, but when we bought it, we were in this exact location. And the rest is history, so to speak. He opened it in 91. Uh, I came up and joined him in 94. Been here ever since. You've got a background in hotel management, right? Hotel and Re uh, restaurants is really where I cut my okay. teeth. I was in. I worked for the Harrison Group in Ocean City for uh, about ten years, and that probably really translates pretty well into what you're doing here. If you're referring to hard work, uh, the daily <laughs> grind, um, doing whatever it takes, then yes, it translates perfectly. That's all, all about a small <laughs> business, and it's all about a uh, the life of a business owner for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, now, you guys have really grown over the years. I mean, you have become a a staple in the in the booze, in the beer, and the wine, and the spirits industry here in Annapolis. Um, you, you've got one of the largest just selection of any competitors in the area. You've been around a long time. You uh, expanded. And I remember when I first moved down here, I used to go eat Chinese food at the buffet next door to you guys. You expanded out a couple of years when you were growing, right? Yeah. So like I said, we bought it in 91. And then I think it was 97 when what used to be Total Craft, which was in the shopping center, they moved out. So West Marine who has always been our neighbor since we've owned the business, they moved over to the space where Total Craft had occupied, and then we moved over into the space that West Marine was. had occupied. So we left our original space in 109, moved over into 111, and then 10 years later, uh, the lease was not renewed with the China Buffet, and at that point, there had been some some changes in the way the law read for alcoholic beverages, how they were purchased, meaning there were quantity discounts. So our inventory had to, had to increase due to the way we then had to buy our products. So we needed more space for storage. Once the lease was not renewed with the China Buffet, we took over the space that we're now sitting in at 109. We took that back over, going back to where we had originally started. Right. So we went from 
10,000 square feet to 14,000 square feet. But we did it because we needed the space. We needed the storage space. Right. Well, I will, I will say, and for those that aren't aware, Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits is in the Bay Ridge Shopping Center. Is that what it's called? It is the Bay Ridge Plaza, yes. The Bay Ridge Plaza, which is home of the Smokehouse, Grumps Cafe. I'm just thinking of the ones directly across the street from Quiet Waters Park. Yep. Yep. And That's the easiest way to describe it, directly across the street from Quiet Waters Park. Uh, plenty of plenty of free parking and uh, lots of floor space, lots of beer, wine, and, and spirits as well. Um, one thing I really like about the expansion room over into what used to be the restaurant is that you do some tastings and whatnot there. Wine tastings and spirit tastings and beer tastings. I know I've been for a couple events that have been here. Yeah, so we, day in and day out, we have um, some wine tasting machines over there, uh, what we call our tasting station, where we allow you to try um, the different wines that we have um, situated in the machines or in the terminals. And you can try them before you buy them. And we rotate that menu, so to speak. We try to rotate it out every month. And it's just a different lineup. We try to put products in there that people just might not have had before. Uh, in the world of wine in particular, there's so much good liquid out there in the market. And it's just mind-blowing. We could, we could replace every bottle on the shelf every month for a year straight and still not even touch what's available for us to buy it's just amazing so we use a tasting station for that uh, but yes we also do events we have a champagne campaign a, a war of the rosés uh, where we open up copious amounts of either champagne sparkling wine prosecco whatever it is or uh, all not all but a lot of the bottles of rosé or different types of rosés that we carry um, and we pack them in for that. I mean, it's a great opportunity to, to truly try before you buy, but we will also use that space for winemakers. When we get uh, a heads up that a winemaker is coming into town, we do a tasting in there and we'll taste the portfolio of, of the winemaker or a distiller or a brewer, whatever the case may be. We've used it for, I shouldn't say we use it, but organizations have used it for fundraisers. I mean, it's, it's a multi-purpose space. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned fundraisers and organizations. I mean, you guys are obviously a state business in, this, in the town, but you're also really a part of the fabric of Annapolis. And, I mean, you're giving back. You're here. You're, you know, you're, you're just a part of the community. I mean, we can even throw it back to, to Chuck, who had bought the business. I mean, he was a county councilman for Anne Arundel County at one point. So, I mean, there's, there's a pretty deep roots of community service in, with Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits and you guys. Yeah, so thank you for the compliment. We have grown immensely since we've been in business, but we've done that because the community has really embraced us and we've tried to embrace the community at the same time. And you, you have to say thank you in some way, shape or form. We try to give back whenever and wherever we can. We try to be diverse in, in where we give back to monetarily. Uh, we try to spread the love, so to speak. I noticed I didn't get a donation to the John's Kids College Fund. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just submit your application and we'll put it in the file, John. Um, we'll make it work one way or another. You know, we've been blessed. We've been very lucky and we appreciate it very, very much. We're, we're very, very fortunate. I know, and you, and you guys are out and about, and I, and I didn't realize this uh, until actually after Twist and Stout. You guys have supplied a lot of the wine and the beer with the Twist and Stout, which is Anne Arundel County's wine and beer festival that is held at uh, Quiet Waters Park in yes. end of September, beginning yeah, of October, late September, what, yeah, what it is, and 
I didn't realize that you guys have a whole separate, I guess, a catering division, if you will, for lack of a better word. Well, yeah, that's that's what we refer to it as ourselves. And it, it's kind of a misnomer because we don't really cater. You know, we don't supply food. We don't produce food here. But we work with a tremendous amount of caterers in the Annapolis community. Then they will call us and say, hey, I've got a wedding for 150 people, four hours. I need a simple open bar. Put me together something. Boom, done. Or the caterer will send their bride and groom or their corporation that they're doing the party with. They'll send the customers into us. We sit down with them and we go over all the facts, figures, numbers, and it all depends on what the customer is interested in. If they want to do a you know simple open bar for the least amount of money possible, we've got you covered. If they want to, you know, if the sky's the limit, we do it that way too. For a bride or a groom, this is sort of something fascinating to me. But if they were and you guys do delivery. I know that I've, yes. I've seen you guys making deliveries to my neighbors. Yes, uh, which is which is wonderful. And that, what's your delivery area? Is it mostly through the Annapolis area, or is it wherever? Yeah, it's primarily within, let's say, a five mile radius. Okay. I mean, and I, and I hate to put a number on it or a geographical location, but um, we service our customers, the majority of which are here in the city of Annapolis. And I'm presuming that you guys, with your your catering division, know can estimate the consumption of booze based on crowd size. And, oh, without a doubt. And whatnot. Are you, I know like when food caterers go, they can say, okay, well, we're going to have like 12 chickens and 13 steaks and one fish. And you know. Well, the good thing is when we, when we work directly with our customers or even with the caterer, if there's product left over that's in resellable condition, um, we take it back when we can. And therefore, the customer is only paying for what they actually oh, use. Wow. So, you know, if we send out $5,000, and that's a greatly exaggerated number, but if we send out $5,000 worth of beer, wine, liquor, ice, sodas, mixers to a party, and they drink $700 worth, then they bring back the other 4300 and everyone's happy. It's all good. Just get a run a credit to the card, yeah. and off, off you go. Your tastings, you have them scheduled every week. Correct. Where people can come in. This is Thursdays and Fridays. Primarily, yes. Which is- uh, I'm sorry, Fridays and Saturdays, but it really depends on the time of the year. We try to fit as many in as we can. Uh, like I said, we do have a tasting bar where we have our wine machine set up, but underneath that bar, we have vodka, gin, rum, bourbon, scotch, tequila. We have several open bottles of many different brands and varieties. So if it's a Tuesday afternoon and you want to find out what tequilas fit your fancy, Come on in, and we'll let you taste what we have open. Um, That's great. Guaranteed, you'll find something. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was talking to Joe McGovern from Stan and Joe's a little bit ago, and we were sort of lamenting the times when he was active behind the bar. I attended a bar too, and it was we were uh, screwdrivers and fuzzy navels, and you know, maybe a Bloody Mary would be as complicated as it gets. So as I as I stroll through the aisles of beverage wine and spirits, I look at all the different flavored spirits. I'm going, oh my gosh, I would be like toast you know it's funny is uh, we see and if we're extremely lucky we can get ahead of some of the curves in regard to trends and what's going to what's going to be new and popular you gauge what you have on the shelf to to try to fit a lot of that but there are also a lot of staples that you have to have and that's kind of where we've always set ourselves out to be is you know we want to be the best stock store uh, that's out there so there are a lot of pro- products that we've had on the shelves for quite some times, and you only buy a bottle or two at a time because you're only selling, you know, a half dozen, maybe 12 bottles if you're lucky throughout the entire year. But over the past five, 10 years, we've seen a lot of those 12 bottle a year products 
starting to really trend up. I mean, I look at things like Campari or Aperol, you know, where we would sell, I don't know, maybe four or five cases a year and they're six-pack cases. So somewhere between 24 and 30 bottles. And now we're selling four cases a month. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's dazzling. So the days of the basic, you know, vodka cranberry or screwdriver, they're gone. What the on-premise or what the bars and the restaurants are doing nowadays, which that's really where the – that's the battle lines of these cocktails. A lot of people then come back to us and they'll say, well, I had this or I had that or, you know, what, How- what, can you, what ingredients can I get? And they're, they're compiling – they come to us almost like a grocery store now and they're, and they're you know, their list. here's my ingredient list for this drink that I had that was absolutely wonderful. Can you help me – you know, find this stuff, it. and sure, it, it's it's fantastic. They never taste as good as they taste at the bar. At well, that's part of it. I mean, it's, <laughs> I had this great bottle in you know Italy when we were there, and you know, I could get them the same exact bottle, but you know, they're not sitting in the it's same the location. Air in Italy that yeah, well, yeah. changes, it, changes yeah. it out there. That's but you know, it's, as I walk through the store, it seems to be pretty divided between uh, booze, beer, and wine. To me, it, at least, it looks about a third. Is is any one bigger than the other? Are you pretty much e- equal? Well, so we're, there are some shifting sands right now in in the industry. Um, for us here specifically, wine comprises the largest component of uh, our three distinct categories. Uh, spirits is certainly on the uptick. Beer has been on a slight decline. Beer and spirits for us have, have always been roughly 25 to 27 percent each, um, and then wine makes up the difference. Um, but because of what I just described with the bartenders and the, and the cocktails and what's going on on premise, uh, a lot of the spirits are just seeing huge increases. Of course, the bourbon boom, um, everyone's flocking to that category, but a rising tide raises all boats. So a lot of that's transcending over into either uh, Irish whiskey, scotch, tequila is a big and popular category now, brandy, cognac, rum. We sell a lot of high quality rum. It's, it's funny to see that because, I mean, I know that Galway Bay has opened up the, their whiskey bar, which has you know so many different whiskeys that are there, and you look at what the beer has done. I mean, the, the craft beer has sort of you know came on like this bull in a china shop. Ten years ago, it was sort of unheard of. I mean, Sam Adams was like sort of the newcomer. Well, it wasn't ten years ago. Yeah, it was, it was a little, little bit longer ago, ago than that. Okay, but, yeah. I'm showing my age, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, it was basically, it was, you know, Budweiser and Miller and so on and so forth. But, you know, now, I mean, the beer companies are into the uh, seltzers and, and they're, you know, it's, it's amazing how it's, it is changing. The seltzer category is something to watch. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, at, one, at a two-week period, the week leading up to and I think the week after 4th of July, um, the single brand of White Claw, if you looked at all their total sales around the entire country, just the White Claw brand, it outsold all craft beer. That's amazing. That, that is. That is dumbfounding. And, and that type of scenario doesn't play out that often in, in our industry. Um, you'd have to look back, and I'm probably missing another example or two, but you, you look at White Zinfandel, what it did when it was first introduced to the market. It was a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And that's really the best way to describe it. It alters the industry. It alters the consumer. It alters everything that we do to some degree for many years to come. I mean, those people that started drinking white Zinfandel when it was first introduced are now drinking Pinot Noir, Merlot, Cabernet, or, you know, they're drinking 
white burgundies or white bordeaux and and or wine from anywhere else i mean they've spread their wings into so many other things it's just the entrance and and i think that what we've seen with these seltzer waters is the same thing you're getting people that are drinking those that might not particularly care for any other type of alcohol or alcoholic beverage adult beverage as we like to call it but where will those people be five ten years from now it's interesting to watch and you can't steer it it takes on its own inertia and and you just have to wait and see where it goes but it's interesting to see we need to revisit this in 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 a decade Uh, i'll tell you it's certainly (laughs) an interesting um phenomenon david one of the things that you do that is amazes me because i laugh when every time i drive by it's in september and february the lines and the people just running out in the parking lot with shopping carts just brimming with bottles yeah and this is your customer appreciation days and you have twice a year and it's it's what it's a dollar over cost right correct so in our industry and we have friends all over the country we belong to many trade organizations and we visit different markets and talk to different people and we get ideas from them they got get ideas from us and we do the same thing here in maryland so chuck was actually at a baseball game with uh the owner of a store up in the towson timonium area and this owner happened to explain to chuck how he does this sale so chuck came back the next day after the baseball game and said you know they heard this great idea so we duplicated that idea so it wasn't unique to us but uh yeah, we started this thing uh, 25 years ago, I think it was, 26, 27 years ago, and it has just ballooned into what it is today, and it's taken on its own life. It is amazing There have been to times see. I've come by here and th- I'm thinking you're selling like tickets to the next Dead concert or something like that. You've got yeah, that yeah. Just- well, and, you, and, and the, when we started this thing, it was truly a way for us to say thank you to our regular customers. I mean, there was no email. There was no social media. It was... Um, word of mouth that we were doing a customer appreciation sale. And that's truly what it is. It's a way to say thank you to our customers. Over the years, it's grown into what it is now, which is, you know, we've had 150, 200 people waiting in line at 830 in the morning waiting for the doors to open. We had uh, local photographer Tony Jay come in and he did a, a video using a drone. Um, and he was here at 859 when the door or nine o'clock when the doors opened and oh. the video that, and I'll have to find it and rewatch it. It's amazing to watch. But when you see this flow of people that just comes into the door, it's nonstop. Fortunately, it's well, not. Uh, well, I was going to say, fortunately, it's not that chaotic. <laughs> there is uh, some decorum and, and some social graces that are used, but uh, it is it is rather amazing to see that. And I'm always dumbfounded by the you know somebody was wheeling four shopping carts uh five shopping carts or hand carts through the line it's phenomenal well it's a great it's a great opportunity i mean if you're having parties throughout the summer or you know you know the winter or whatever to stock up and and so it's it is funny because when we see when we do it so we internally we say that the sale in february is for us the one in september is for the customer and that's our way of saying in February, when our business is slow, our business is structured much right. like a, a, right a right staircase. The, the Super Bowl is done. You're in that. Well, you know, Jan- we go from January, to February, March, April. So every month that goes by, the business gets a little bit better. But 
it all starts in January and then February. So February is really an opportunity for us to clear out some inventory, you know, and then we slowly bring back the items that we don't feel as though need to be in here right away or it gives us an opportunity to clear out stuff that we just don't want to carry anymore and then rebuild. But the one in September is for the customers. That gives them the opportunity to, to stock up. And I cannot tell you how many times I've had people walk out of here in September after the sale on their way out to their car and they'll say, I'll see you next year for the next sale. Well, if you have it, you drink it. I would say 80% of those people that give me that comment, I see back in here for Thanksgiving. Sure. Because they have it at home, they drink it, and then they're like, well, shoot, now I need to go back now, and get my... Now what? <laughs> they, they, so, they, they, they need, they need a so it is, um, yeah, it, it, it is such an interesting thing. Um, but it's, you know, we have a tiger by its tail now, and, you know, we can't change it. We can't alter it. We can't do anything about it. It's just, it is what it is. And it brings, it's the single best thing we've ever done to grow our business, without a doubt. You said that your business rises up and goes, I mean, is it fair to say that April, May through January 2nd is probably your season? So for us, our best months are kickoff with May. That's actually one of our better months, one of our top four months. There's a lot of things that go into that. You have the, the changing of the season. It's warmer outside. People are getting outside. They can do Naval parties. Naval Academy graduation. Naval Academy graduation. The There's Memorial Day. Um, but you also have a lot of weddings. And as we discussed before, we do a lot of business with caterers. So we have our, our schedule is jam-packed from mid-April till mid-June. That's really a hotbed of wedding season. But May is a huge month for us. And then, of course, November and December because you have Thanksgiving. And then you go right into uh, December with the other holidays. So, But otherwise, it's predictable. You can look. You, you know about what you're going to do in January, and it gets a little bit better in February and then a little better in March and just goes up and right. up and up. Do you guys have any plans for expansions? I mean, are you looking at moving uh, any other additional Oh, God, stores? I don't want to move all these boxes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't say that there is uh, plans right now to, to move this store. We're very happy where we are. Um, we do – I think we do what we do very well. The staff here is – is truly amazing. I can't think of a better group of people. If I ask our staff to move the right-hand side of our store to the left-hand side, it's done. It's done. And it's done without complaint. It's done without hesitation. And it's done effectively and efficiently. And then I can come in the next day and say, okay, guys, move it back. And they'll do it. And it's the amount of work we get done in here, in particular, if you think about how many bottles and cases go out of here during the three days in September and the three days in February, it. It's amazing. These guys and gals are spectacular. Well, I, I will also say that your staff is uh, some of the most knowledgeable that I've ever run into. Uh, you're looking for a particular type of a beer or something like that. They're, they're on, on with that. Uh, you've got recently got the Growler Station. I say that's recently. It's probably about four years old now, yeah. um, which, is, which is something new and familiar, unfamiliar to me before they came out. But, I mean, yeah. that's a 64-ounce bottle. Yeah, so we do actually Growlers and Crowlers as well. So – um, yeah, the growlers are 64. What's a crowler? The crowler is basically the same thing as a growler, except it's in a can. Okay. So instead of filling a 64 or 32 ounce glass bottle with a lid on the top, you're filling a can that we then seal with a traditional beer can top. Um, but we can fill it with whichever product you want that we have on our menu board. The only downside is that we only do one size, which is the 32-ounce crowler. But 
you buy it, you put it in the cooler, you take it, you know, on your boat, take it to the poolside, take it on your hike, wherever you want to take it. It's much easier to carry. It's less cumbersome than fitting a half-gallon growler in your backpack or cooler. Um, and when you're done, you just throw the can away. Interesting. Is that yeah. is a crowler or something fairly new? No, I'd say that they've been around for probably, and this is a guess, but maybe 10 years in the, in the industry. Our crowlers, we've had probably two years now. And that's because Maryland's so backwards in their uh, <laughs> in their liquor laws? Or, or just, I, yeah, I know it's, it's yeah, no comment there. <laughs> I know it's a confusing... Uh, yeah, it, I mean, look, law, the, it's, that's a whole different show, um, yeah. an interview in regard to the laws, the rules, and the regulations. But um, actually, you know, by getting growlers and crowlers passed uh, through the legislative process in Maryland was actually pretty easy. It was not that difficult. Yeah, it's, it's just an added benefit that we have. And anybody can, anybody can apply for them and get them. Right. So, but it's it's really cool, and, and our customers really enjoy them. Our growler business is still strong. I mean, we, we actually plateaued for a little bit, which we anticipated. And then we added the crowlers, and then the crowlers kind of took some of that business away. But our growler business is still going strong. Still pretty solid. Yeah, real strong. But you, you're getting product available for the growler station. or So all the product that we have on our growler station obviously comes in a keg. And a lot of the breweries are putting – a lot of their different what are referred to as one-offs or their you know limited production series they're only putting putting it in kegs so if okay. you want it you have to get it in a growler a crowler or you have to go to the bar and order it as a draft as, as, as yeah you won't find it in bottle and can anywhere else yeah and, and that, so that keeps the excitement going well it does yeah and i mean as far as the growlers and the and the crowlers i mean you do you know what's coming up do you know that you're going to have this beer from that this brewery? In our beer manager plans all that out, and he's okay. got all that figured out. But the breweries tell you what's what's coming and yeah, the different available. Exactly, we try to u- utilize the Maryland breweries as much as possible. Um, we want to showcase those guys, and um, they've been great partners for us, and we have been for them. Um, you know, you're not going to find RAR in Tennessee. No. You know, so, you know, they, they want to sell what they can sell as, as much of it as they can sell, and we want it. So we, we utilize those guys. But you get, uh, you get some, some different breweries, whether it's Firestone Walker or uh, Yingling actually had a Hershey Porter, I believe it was, that was incredibly popular. We're still getting Joe, phone calls Joe, Joe on Joe McGovern that. told me he tasted that. He said it was, it was the Yingling and Hershey, two of the oldest companies in the country. Yeah. And it made perfect sense. And it was just... I mean, they're neighbors. Yeah. He said it was great. Yeah. And uh, I think we had, I don't know how many of the six barrels that we actually got of that, but we could have tripled or quadrupled whatever we purchased and we'd still be able to sell it for the next two months. I wish we had bought more, but, you know, that's the way it goes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. David, what's your your flavor of choice? Are you a beer, a wine, or a spirits guy? Yes, yes, and yes. Um, I drink whatever's in the glass in front of me. I probably drink more bourbon than anything, and I was drinking bourbon long before the whole boom started, when there was really only about you know a dozen and a half, two dozen selections on the shelf. But uh, I like I like my bourbon with one ice cube in it, and there's so many good bourbons out there. But um, we travel to Sonoma and Napa or uh, Oregon, Willamette Valley. We're all over the place, and I I. 
you know, I drink everything. I mean, it's it's what we do, so you have to. You have to taste everything. And, you know, everything has its time and place for me. Um, you know, if I'm sitting down with a nice meal, I want a glass of wine. I don't care whether it's red or white. Right. I just, you know, want to enjoy a glass right, of wine with the my game, food. Maybe yeah. a beer. And- yeah. Yeah, it all depends. Well, I do have a preference, and it is bourbon. But for the most part, there's not a whole lot out there that I won't consume. A multifaceted guy. Well, I will tell everybody, come on, check out Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits. They're at the uh, Bay Ridge Plaza. Bay Ridge Plaza. Yeah. Again, right across from Quiet Waters Park, there's plenty of free parking. There are plenty of little grocery carts to pick up your purchases. Test the staff. I would recommend you do that. They're very knowledgeable. They're very helpful and very plentiful. I will say, you never never hard to find a, uh, a staff member. And if you can't get here, go to their website, bayridgewine.com. Correct. Perhaps the most valuable thing on there that I find is your email list. Uh, you will get a pop. I don't know whether you get a pop-up or not because I'm on it. But you scroll down and uh, you can sign up to the email list because you do get uh, emails. that has got some recommendations for great wines that are here and everything else. You can also join. They've yep. got a... Uh, a frequent flyer club and it's yeah uh, we we have a discount club and we send out a wine of the week we send that email out twice a week but not only do we have feature that wine of the week but we also have a wine of the month and then of course there's our tasting schedule and anything else you know if we have a winemaker coming into town or we're doing a dinner or any of that kind of stuff it's all in that email so it's it's our central hub if you will and that is the the best way to keep in touch there yes if you're not coming actually into the store yeah well david marburger thank you very much for your time congratulations on the growth of the uh bay ridge wine and spirits it's uh exciting to see local businesses that have you know figured out a way to make it work well you know like as i told you before it's you know we never want to get complacent we work so hard every day you know our customers and our our demanding different things every single day and we have to be able to keep up with that demand and whether it's you know special ordering a bottle or a case of something that we don't normally carry which is a piece of cake for us um and we're always happy to do it you know i've always said and it's a little cheesy but if you're not smiling when you walk out the door then we haven't done our job right and uh, i mean it is a little bit cheesy but i do truly believe that it's there are a lot of there are a lot of doors in Annapolis that you can walk through and buy a bottle of alcohol. Uh, we, we appreciate it every time somebody chooses our door to walk through. You know, Annapolis has been fortunate. I mean, you look at what Mills did downtown. They were in the wine business before there really was a wine business, and they they spoiled the Annapolis community with great knowledge and service and the, the timing. They say timing is everything, and and unfortunately for Mills, they were on the downside when we opened up, and we kind of um, stepped right into the path that they had already started to to lay down, and and we took it from there. Um, but Mills today is still a, a great store, yep. um, you know. A lot, and there are a lot of good stores in Annapolis. We just we always try to be the best. David Marburger, thank you very much. For- thank you. Thanks for listening to this special podcast for Ion Annapolis. Please be sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinions. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you your local news direct to your phone or tablet every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. <laughs>